0: is the Blitz on ESPN 975 and on ESPN 925 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman
1: and we're back on the Blitz our number 2 we're going to dispense with the uh, usual introductory stuff because frankly we have one of the biggest stars in Houston on and a guy who's who has done an awful lot with the uh, Southern Smoke Foundation as well and real shocker the sandwiches we just had were amazing. Chris Shepard joins us. Chris, appreciate you taking the time, man.
2: No problem, man. Thanks for having me.
3: Glad to do it. Uh, Chris, for people who don't know, and we've talked about this before with Eric Warner from Carbach, because uh, you guys are doing the, the Pilsner with them, but tell people about, yep. about Southern Smoke and, and you know what, who it's benefiting.
2: So Southern Smoke was an organization that we started in 2015 to raise awareness and uh, funds for a friend of mine that was diagnosed with MS. Um, in 2017, when Harvey came through, uh, we made a decision to kind of we start a uh, hospitality relief fund um, where people in the industry in our city at that point uh, could apply for grants um, when they became in time of crisis. And during Harvey or right after Harvey, we took in a little over 240 applications, and we were able to grant 139 families a little over half a million dollars. Wow! Um, since COVID has come in. Um, <laughs> I go back to that 240 applications. We're now over 35,000 applications nationwide. Um, and we have been able to grant right around 3,000 families over $5 million. Wow. And so we want to make sure that we have a safety net for our industry and when times of crisis are there that they have a place to go to. Because uh, traditionally, you know, industry is uh, – week-to-week, paycheck-to-paycheck, and if something happens, they're kind of in a real dark place, and so we want to make sure that uh, they're taken care of.
3: Now, you said nationwide, so this isn't just a, uh, a Texas thing, huh?
2: No, it took off. It really took off. But what we did after, um, our, after the ice storms is we, we started a uh, Texas winter relief fund as well because we needed to make sure that um, <laughs> that if you had already applied because of COVID – that traditionally you wouldn't be able for one calendar year be able to um, uh, put an application in again if you have been granted. But with this, you need to be able to be taken care of immediately. So we did start the Texas Winter Relief Fund as well.
1: Have you ever seen a? I mean, a stretch here in Houston of all the things that you guys have had to step up and be there for. You mentioned Harvey starting there, but uh, COVID. Now that this, I mean, it's just it just makes what you guys do all that more important.
2: Yeah, we actually have a Southern Smoke Chicago as well at this point um, with a fund set up specifically for that. And then um, come this past, this last June, one of the greatest things was uh, we were able to work with Mental Health America and the University of Houston to provide free mental health care for everybody in the hospitality industry and their children in the state of
1: Texas. That's pretty amazing. So tell us about this uh, sandwich you're doing with Shake Shack tomorrow. We were fortunate enough to uh, get one today, and it was just amazing, I got to tell you. Shocker. Well, oh, thank you.
2: Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, no, I mean, it's such a cool, like, thing to be able to do. When Shay Shack calls you and says, hey, do you want to put something on the menu? We're going to put the money towards you, your foundation. I'm like, heck, yeah, let's go. And it, But it was, uh, like, how do you I don't want to touch the burger, right? That burger is delicious. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we walked through a couple of different things. And I was like, you know what? Let's just take that chicken sandwich. We do a great bacon jam. We make bacon sausage. Um, but this is kind of our homage to that. And so we take that bacon jam and a little pickled jalapeno mustard. It's the kind of that Texas thing. You got that sweet, smoky, spicy, mustardy, delicious. Uh,
3: tell people, I mean, obviously the, the food scene here is always changing and even more so during COVID. And I was first introduced to you, by, I was a, a a regular at Hay Merchant. And, of course, Underbelly mm-hmm. was, was right next door and, and fantastic food there. Uh, recently closed, some, I guess somewhat recently closed but you've you've still got a ton of irons in the fire. Tell people where all the different places where they can taste your food.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so we have Hay Merchant, and then what we did was we we, uh, closed down Underbelly and rebranded it, redid it, and that's Georgia James. That's our steakhouse now. Uh, That's with my mom and dad's name. Uh, We have UB Preserve down the street, which is kind of taking Underbelly and preserving the heritage and culture of what that restaurant was. Then we have One Fifth, uh, which was the five-year concept, um, right down the street from that and then we're working on oh man george james tavern which is going to be going in downtown um at market square tower and then at uh, airline or at the Houston farmers market up on airline is going to be uh, wild oats which is a nod to Texas cuisine and then we're also going to have a little burger shop up there and you know we're just we got lots of irons in the fire
0: Doing it
3: all. uh, It's fantastic, and all those places are great. What what year of of one-fifth are you guys in? Four or five? We're we're in five, yeah. Oh, man. Right
2: now, it's Southern Comfort.
3: Well, that means I guess I need to get my ass out there and and get comforted a little bit. Uh, Come on! Chris, always appreciate you taking some time with us. I think what you guys are doing uh, with this sandwich is amazing, of course you can get it tomorrow at Shake Shack's in Rice Village in Montrose, uh, and and it all goes to a, a good cause. So, Appreciate the time and appreciate the work you're doing for for Southern Smoke, Chris.
2: Appreciate it. Come out and support the industry. That's what we love.
3: All right, man. Take care. All
2: right, thank
1: you, sir. And it's worth waiting in
3: line for. Oh, one of the great chefs in our in our yeah. city, and probably in the country. I mean, this is a, a James Beard Award winner. Uh, this, this guy's the real deal.
4: That goes to one chef in America, yeah. per year. I yeah.
3: Think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and
4: and deserved. It.
1: But uh, you know what? As great as he is, I just I think it's more important what he's doing with the Southern Smoke Foundation.
3: Well, it's important to you. The good food's important to me. Yeah, But you're I mean, a more, I, I, you're, a more, uh, you're a more hospitable person. I'm, just more, I
1: I'm more about people like that who have success. I'm through.
3: selfish. You're not.
1: I mean, I wasn't going to put it that way. Yeah, but that's what's really what it is. You know, I, I was trying to keep you out of it. I wasn't <laughs> trying to say, well, AJ's a turd and the rest of us actually like people. I'm, I'm just saying I think as great as he is, this is, there are things you can do in life that make a huge difference, and this does. And so if you get a chance to go out and support it, please do. 713-780-ESPN. So now we'll reset everything for you. Um, if you want to get in, that's the number. You know how to do it. You can uh, get in on the Facebook page. Send a message. If Aaron likes it, he'll read it. It's just the Blitz. Uh, Twitter is at Fred Fauer, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is blitzed. At Degenerates975. You can text the show. That's the main number. Or watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And uh, join the uh, join the community on there. There's some cool people. There's... Every now and then they get a little nasty, but nothing compared to the text line. So <laughs> yeah, which, which you, know, you should just be glad you don't read. I've gotten now where I just skip over a lot of them because I recognize the numbers and, and I'm I know telling what they're you are going to say, but, uh, yeah, it's poison. You uh, I, I want to get over, I want us to get past all this poison. I want us to be friends like Tom Morello and Ted Nugent. Yeah. I want us to find the common things that we can all agree on and be happy about and love each other. Like okay, here's one we can probably all agree on: on. Jesus Easter be not good. I think so. Yeah. If,
3: if one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know how you hear that and say, "Oh, yeah, this guy's great." So maybe we all agree on that. If anyone disagrees, I'd like to hear from you. I mean, I don't. I honestly don't think the guy is as awful as he's being made out to be, but. Once, once you become the villain in sports, there's no getting out of that. Yeah. It's over. It's just a matter of time. And the GM could make himself a hero by getting rid of that guy. It's not going to happen. Um have I only got the end of that. What's the name of the sandwich place? It's at the Shake Shack, uh, the one in Rice Village and the one in Montrose. And it's only tomorrow. And all the money goes to the Southern Smoke Foundation. So uh, just... Thanks to Shake Shack for doing that. Thanks to Chris for doing that. You guys will, uh, uh, I
4: guarantee you're going to love it. It's it's well worth it. And it's what, like $7? bucks. 7 dollars 39
1: Oh, I don't know, $0.39. Cents. That might be the deal killer. You want the full description? Sure. Give him, yeah, Describe it for him because other than me saying it's delicious and, and AJ inhaling his in 12 seconds, we haven't really said what was on it.
4: The mouthwatering Southern Smoked Chicken creation features a crispy hand-breaded chicken breast topped with spicy bacon jam, which I really want to put that on everything. I'll put that on pancakes if they give me a supply of it now. Uh, which pays homage to, Chris, homage to one of Chris's most popular menu items, his bacon sausage, pickled jalapeno mustard, cherry peppers, and shredded lettuce, all topped between a non-GMO Martin's potato roll.
1: <sighs> yeah, and you guys... I'm already like- drooling again thinking about it. I, oh, oh, and... <sighs> Uh, yeah, I don't like anything with mustard on it, and it was so good I didn't even notice the mustard. <laughs> That's how good it was. I'm surprised you ate that sandwich, to be honest.
3: Uh, cherry peppers and like... No, i no, eat cherry peppers. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: the only thing on there that I'm not a fan of is, is mustard, but that was fantastic. Okay. So, and I, I don't hate mustard. It's not like eating a pickle. Now, if there were a pickle on that sandwich, that thing's coming off. Okay. Not happening.
4: But jalapeno mustard.
1: Jalapeno oh. mustard's different. Yeah. I, I, well, there's certain types of mustard that I really like. And obviously, jalapeno mustard goes on the list. So there. But yeah, it's only tomorrow, and it's your one shot to get it. And it's all good. 713 780. ESPN's your number 713 780 And, um, <laughs> Somebody asked what, if number four sits out, what happens at the end of the
3: season. You do it all over again the next year. Yeah, we're back to square one, and I don't care because what's the worst that happens? You Your team's an abject disaster. Well, guess what? He was there for it this year anyway. Yeah, and, and he has to start giving back money. Uh, I, I, I don't think it, that's the last thing Deshaun wants is this thing to not be resolved. Yeah, because then he actually has to act. Yep. He's waiting for the Texans to do the, the dirty work for him. Yeah, And, and, and if, if I'm the Texans, I just don't do it. Because no matter how he wants to
1: spin it, if he sits out, it's going to look bad on him. And, and I think the people who haven't turned on him yet, then they turn. So that's the last thing he wants, which is why he really wants to get this trade done. But if you're the Texans, okay. And go ahead, sit out. And that's uh, if he's willing to, then that's where it's going to get ugly. And, and honestly, somebody asking what's the most money he could lose if he sits out the whole season? I don't know. I assume his whole contract, which yeah, is I could add it up, no. but
3: it's it's a lot. Yeah,
1: and he hasn't had one of those fifteen million dollar deals. yet. Now he did get a nice signing bonus when he signed his contract five months ago, and you know, so I, I don't know, but I I don't think. I hope it doesn't get that bad, but it certainly it certainly could. And yeah, you know, just from from my perspective, I
3: and honestly, when you say I hope it doesn't get that bad, I, I kind of hope it does. And yeah, I, I hope it, that
1: the thing is, then this this story just never goes away. And then we're talking about the same thing over and over. again. When's Deshaun coming back. Well, yeah, they're going to trade him. Oh, what about if the Bears offered this? And I, it just I, I want this to be over. Okay, it's it's clear. This is like your best friends, you know. Well, not really our best friends because I can't stand these the Texans at all. But let's let's pretend for a minute they're your best friends, and you do everything with them as a family. And they're getting divorced, and it's dragging out. And one of them's calling you and saying, "I can't believe he's doing this." And then he calls, "I can't believe that bitch." And you're going back and forth and back and forth with them, and it's the same stuff every day, right? Right. Where you just want them to go ahead, break the hell up, move the hell out, get on with get your over lives. With
3: it, yeah. Yeah, no, so I
1: get that. So we can find new best friends. That's how I feel about it.
3: Like a best friend with a, a nice, luscious uh, mane of hair. Oh, oh, yeah, the new best friend's going to have great hair.
1: And or new breasts. Uh, could be that, too.
3: Or you know, all kinds of great surgeries that you can get from my
1: man, Dr. Linville. But for guys and and ladies, too, who might have some issues with balding, he specializes in this. And if you go to 975hair.com, set up your free consultation uh, for ESPN listeners. And what he's going to tell you about is the neograph procedure. That's where he takes hair off the back of your head and puts it where it's missing. And that's what he did for me. And it, it was awesome because I, I I guarantee you I was ready to give up. And if you ever saw the photos he tweeted out of my hair, there wasn't much there. But after removing 2,451 follicles and replacing them on my head, i have a full head of hair. And it's my hair. It's not hair plugs. It's not, goof, it's not anything goofy like that. And I'm growing it out like I'm a hippie. And I love it. And it's all because of Dr. Linville. And if you go and do your consultation, take a look at his hair. And you're going to go, wow, that looks great. You know why it looks great? Because he had it done too. And his hair's look, his hair is glorious. 975hair.com. Get your consultation set up. Get your hair back today. 975hair.com. What's going
0: on? Made a mill and I don't know what to blow it on. I tell a critic, shut up like my show is on. Give a t shirt to her, said, throw it on. She wanted many high school classmates I'm growing on. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five and on ESPN ninety two five live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman,
1: and we're back on the Blitz. And someone on the text line had asked you about did about Conor McGregor and kind of after the Mayweather fight, did he kind of lose his motivation because obviously got paid like crazy for that? Uh, I think he did for a while. And I mean, I, I think it's natural, right? If yeah. you, you get the, the monster payday, I mean, you're not going to have that same fire. and I mean, we see it all the time with athletes. Um, and, but I, I don't know if you saw this, but he's sold all of his stake in that number 12 whiskey. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, uh, if, if the numbers, I mean, the numbers are never completely accurate on deals like this, but, uh, his, uh, his shares. 200 and something million. Well, good for him. The the, the guys who uh, I mean the
3: only reason that whiskey exists is because he promoted it. Yeah. I mean, he he is that brand. So uh it, you know, I I'm, I'm sure the people who who bought his stakes don't want people to know that it's he's not involved with the business anymore because there were people who were buying and drinking that whiskey solely because of him.
1: Yeah, well, and that's that's the thing. It's like he's he's basically going to have all of his uh, stake in it gone, so is he still going to promote it? Is it still going to be part of his, uh, uh, when he fights, all those things are real questions. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see, but uh, I mean, good for him. That's a, another area where he just made a bunch of money and, you know, you, you get start getting to some silly numbers where do you really want to get punched in the face anymore? Right. It's kind of how I would feel about it.
3: Well, apparently he's got a couple more lined up. He's going to, I think he's going to fight Dustin Poirier again, a trilogy fight. So they'll, they'll make good money for that. And-
1: well, I mean, he makes good money anytime he steps in there.
3: Yeah, uh, but he needs to rack it up, you know, while he's still physically capable. That's the thing about being a prize fighter is you've got a limited shelf life. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, almost any athlete, unless you're a golfer, you don't have much time.
3: Yeah. Well, and, and an even Tiger, look at him. Well, I mean, broken he, legs, crush fracture, crush fractures. Did you send him the little prayers hand? Prayers hands? up. Okay. I mean, if, now you know what if Framber Valdez had both his legs snapped, compound fractures, I'd, I'd oh, prayers up. Because then I'm like, oh, will you be able to recover from that? Is that like, will you ever be able to play baseball at a high level again? Those are qu- he's got a broken finger. Prayers up. I think I broke my fingers in like in training, probably five or six. Times. I don't know how many of my fingers haven't been broken. Almost all of them have been. I never needed anyone to pray for me about it. It was, they, they always worked out. All right.
1: Well, especially playing basketball back in the day, you're always dislocating oh, fingers yeah. and breaking fingers and you just tape them up and keep playing. But you know, for a major league pitcher, it's obviously different. AJ, he may not survive this one. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it does suck because pitching rotation depth is something. Yeah, you pray for con-
3: Astros fans. Sandy, yeah. that's what you need.
1: to yeah, pray yeah, for. Yeah. Yeah. Because now you've, yeah, you were counting on him, and, and he's probably still going to be ready for the start of the season. I mean, we don't know for sure yet, but we still have a ways to go before the season starts, and if he gets it fixed now, guess what? Misses a starter, too big deal. Over Big a, whoop. Over a course of the season, that's going to happen. You'd rather get hurt now than in September when you're two games behind the A's for the playoffs.
3: So, unless he's not pitching well, in which case you'd want him to get. Boy, they better not be two games behind the A's for the playoffs. Why not? They ought to be. Uh, they ought to be in it. Well, you would think, but they also. I mean, I, I don't.
1: I mean, I think they're going to be good. I don't know they're going to be good, and I, I think the lineup will be fine even without Springer. They still have a lot of weapons. But you're starting pitching. You're counting on a bunch of guys who overperformed last year.
3: Yeah, and really have a very small sample size. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe that works. And you're counting on uh, Zach Grinke who's. Getting older,
1: yeah, but the way he pitches, age doesn't really affect him too much. And
3: Lance McCullers, who is perpetually yeah.
1: injured, yeah, I. Uh, and in Lance's case, I know he want he wants to stay here and sure. he wants a long term deal.
3: Everybody who's constantly injured wants to sign a, an extension before the season starts. See, if it were me though, I'd I'd be the exact. If I were those guys, I would I
1: would gamble on myself this
3: year. Why? But I mean, if you're Lance McCullers, I mean, Fred, just be honest with yourself. If you knew uh, I, I, my body's just not built for this for for a full season, and especially Carlos Correa, because you just had this shortened season where you were where you were able to stay healthy. I mean, now's the time you want to say, do you, do you really think the odds are? in your favor,
1: um, that you'll stay healthy. I, I'm not going to think that way. I'm not going to think, Oh, I'm going to go out and get hurt. I'm, I think I'm going to prepare for this the best I can. And I'm going to go out and be healthy and put up ridiculous numbers and I'm going to get overpaid for it.
3: I'll say this. There were like, as I got older and I started doing fight camps, I, I told myself it's, it's harder and harder for me to go through a fight camp and not get hurt because my body just does not but you're old. It's not built for this. But you're older than them. These, right? these guys they, are in their twenties, man. But these guys, I'm also not someone who was perpetually hurt in in the younger days of my athletics. These guys have been. So that that's got to be like a, I don't know if if you've got a chance to strike while it's hot. Like I get it. McCullers probably not the best time to go to negotiate. Maybe maybe he should pay or he should bet on himself because. His stock isn't exactly soaring right now anyway. But Correa, his stock may be the highest it will be. Maybe.
1: Uh, But, you know, if it's me, I'm always one who's going to gamble on himself.
4: Well, something else you might want to consider with, like, McCullers. Yes, it's a lot of money to us. But his career earnings, once he makes it through this year, just over $18 million. Which, for a professional athlete, that's, yes, a normal person could live on that easily. He's probably now accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Well, I think that he's got,
3: a, he's got an expensive life too. I'm pretty sure.
4: Well, I, I mean, Correa is at just under 27 million. He, oh, that's what they, I was talking about. They both want to lock
3: up. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Uh,
1: no, but he he also did get paid for a year he didn't play at all. Yeah, so there is that. But now I'm listen. I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy, and I hope he does get paid. But I mean, it Ooh, it's, Lance or uh, Lance? Okay, yeah, actually, I want them both paid. But that's that's not my. Unfortunately, that's not my call. I don't. I don't get to make that decision. I don't get to sign him. It's not my money. It's all Jim Crane's money, and that's fine. But if I'm them, I'm the 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 reason I because I, I'm young. I'm still confident that okay, I I'm coming off this bad surgery. I pitched pretty well last year. Now I get a full season. I would trust myself. And Correa may be a little different because he his stock could go down. I don't really think it will though. Not not unless he just plays a bad year. And how many of these guys really have awful years and contract years?
3: They're always motivated. So,
1: yeah, you know, uh, I always believe in gambling on myself.
3: Being motivated and then your body ag- cooperating with your mind, is th- those are different things. Yeah, but I'm... And I'm, if you're an oft-injured guy, like, you have to factor that in. Yeah. Like, after four or five seasons where you've dealt with the same issues, you can't just say... It's probably but coincidence see, if if that a, I got hurt. But
1: if I'm McCullers, I think the whole thing was related to what wound up being Tommy John surgery. All his other injuries were fairly similar; they were elbow things. Maybe it's all fixed now, and he he pitched okay last year. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean, if I'm the team, I think I want those guys locked up if I can, because if I can get them for less than what I think is going to happen if they go nuts, and if they go nuts and you wind up losing them, oh well. It's 1 year and they were healthy but yeah I mean I, I mean I uh that's one where I'd gamble a little bit. All right, 713780 ESPN is the number 7137803776 and um yeah, we kind of got on the Astros because of of the death of Framber Valdez today.
3: RIP uh yeah. RIP ring finger. Yeah.
1: You got 9 more. <laughs> yeah, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Yeah, cut one off
4: your non throwing hand and have it yeah. attached to the throwing hand.
1: They do that all the time. <laughs> oh, well, I. I it, it's just like last week when Bregman had the hamstring injury. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, what a. You know, he's sitting out. Yeah, it's it's the first week. Nobody cares. And then somebody's asking, what are your impressions of the Astros so far? From,
3: I, uh, you know what my impressions are? I haven't watched one minute of it. It's spring training. But I could care less. Well, it's not I mean, even
1: about caring less. It's one of those things that uh, um, it's useless. I mean, spring baseball from the pitching perspective, those guys are out there trying to uh, work on things. They're only doing a couple innings. You're not. You know, you're just getting in shape. It's practice for practice, is what it is. And you know, hitters are trying different things. It's it really has nothing to do with what the season's going to look like, you know, Framber Valdez throws two innings. Well, assuming that his finger doesn't fall off and he dies from the rot, he's going to be pitching more than two innings when it matters. And it, so what he's, what, all the stuff that's going on now doesn't mean a thing. And I know that there's a lot of people that have to justify stuff by saying, Oh, well, I saw you know, Bregman look good with the bat in practice. Ooh. Okay. Congratulations. There's, there's a lot of that kind of stuff, especially baseball media has to justify themselves. And, like, the best baseball guy I've ever known was the first one that told me spring training doesn't mean a damn thing. Mm-hmm. You get the last few weeks, that's when you want guys to start getting dialed in. But, yeah. Well, it says, after the last two months, can you honestly believe any player wants to stay here? I do think the Astros are a different situation.
3: They're, yeah, they're more immune to that than the other teams are, certainly. Yeah.
1: All right, we are going to take a very quick break. Please don't go anywhere. It's The Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5.
0: When it comes to sports betting, SportsMapBets.com is the site you need. From weekly betting guides to single-game breakdowns of the point spread, money line, over, under, and more, SportsMapBets has all the info you need to make the best play. SportsMapBets.com. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5 live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman
1: and we are back on The Blitz halfway through today Hoffman pretty quick yeah time flies when you're eating good sandwiches too. yeah god I, I honestly if they brought 10 of those in here right now I'd inhale all 10 of them that's how good that well, was well you'll
3: be able to tomorrow
1: I'm not going to buy 10. I'm only going to buy like five and then give <laughs> give some away to people. I'm going to eat all of them. You know, maybe I will eat them all. I don't know. We have more food coming in tomorrow, though, so if I go buy a bunch. and
3: uh, Gary asked a question during the break that I'm curious your thoughts on. Okay. COVID sort of bailed out the Astros last year. As baseball starts allowing fans back in stadiums, do you all think there will be backlash for the scandal, or has the baseball world moved on? Well, I don't
1: think they moved on because – Dumbass Yankee fans who don't know who's who actually booed Yuli's uh, brother, thinking he Whoops. was a cheater. Uh, yeah, not yeah. Twice I, I mean, twice.
3: I, I don't think until the Astros are, are terrible again, I think there will still be heat on them. They're like, yeah, sure. It, they kind of got bailed out, but then they got to the World Series, and then all anyone talked about was not last year, but but you know you know what i'm talking about like when it first started to die down they got to the world series and it was like oh it, it, last year it felt like that i mean i'm i'm confused what do you mean the world series or not the world to the playoffs oh, I, okay. like i okay, I, yeah. I i think what it's going to take is them falling out of contention and then people will forget about them
1: yeah, you know? because whatever they do, they will always be cheaters. Because the Astros were good last year. Yeah. I mean, well, well, they, actually weren't, not, they weren't that great, but they played no, well in the playoffs, they, and they started to give people a scare. S- they sucked in a regular season, but then, yeah, they got uh, the game away from getting back to the World Series right. again. And, Which that
3: would have been disaster for Oh, them. I think it would have been awesome. No, but I'm saying for, for the Astros, for Astros haters, it would have been disaster. Like, they would, yeah. have, they would have melted. So, uh, until they're bad again, I think that's what you're going to get.
1: Yeah, I mean, if they're bad, nobody cares, right? Like nobody talked about the Red Sox the last couple of years. Why? Because they were terrible. Yeah. So I mean, that may – but
3: if you're a fan, you don't want them to suck just so they get past. Sure, you want them. You just want people to get over it, but they're not going to. Yeah. So you, here's the thing. Here's what you got to do. You got to get over caring what people think. Well, I've tried to say that. I'm saying that a long, long time,
1: man. That's you know embrace the villain role that's one reason why i like correa so much i think he has he's embraced it it's like this is what we are deal with this bitches i like that i mean who wouldn't well, i guess people who don't uh they they don't even act like they're sorry who cares so some of the some of those uh the complaints from people just drive me nuts they just never forget the astros cheated yeah okay Whatever, um, Grimm says. Yankee and Dodger fans will keep the booing going. Yeah, well, I'm sure, sure they will. Everybody will because that's our society. Once, once you get a,
3: and then one day, 20 years from now, when the Yankees are actually able to beat the Astros in a playoff series, Yankee fan will feel vindicated. Like they've 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 knocked off the big bad cheaters. They'll feel real good about it.
1: But then when they lose to the other cheaters and the Dodgers, and the well, World, that'll be that's a different series. Season. I mean, yeah. um, that's different. Why, why do people feel the, well, I, I mean, I think the whole thing was your classic overreaction, but that's how the world is these days is everybody has to turn something that was definitely wrong into, oh, the worst thing in the history of the world and they should all die for it. That's basically what we've become as a society. I kind of feel like, uh, and there's people who will always think that, uh, not because they're, you know, well, because they're dumb. I mean, people don't change their mind on anything. Once your mind's made up, oh, this is the worst scandal in the history of sports. Forget all that kid rape that was going on at Penn State. This is so much worse. Once you kind of get that in your head, you just it never changes. Uh, Somebody asked, does Hinch get booed as a tiger? You know what? I bet, I bet he doesn't when he comes back. Astros fans love him, and I I don't know that baseball fans care enough about that. I don't think they
3: do. Yeah, so. They'll also say, oh, well, he got punished. He got his. Unlike yeah. the Astros. Yeah, the players didn't get punished. Like, can't we just pretend Jose Altuve and Alex Bredman having uh, terrible seasons last year was punishment enough? Those guys stunk. It was because of you. Yeah. So they're done you, being you, punished. They've you guys, their time. You guys
1: did it. now. But see, now the fans have to get their blood. Because they didn't get a chance to get their blood last year. They were sitting at home watching. And now they're going to get to go back to the park. They're going to get to have their little... Uh, Altuve is a tiny little cheater signs and things like that. I've and never
3: understood the booing, like how it makes you feel good to boo at a game. Um, like I understand cheering for what you want to go well, but it just seems we, like the whole idea of booing is an odd concept. I, nah, me.
1: I mean, like if, if, if some of those games, like when the Texans went out two years ago against the Broncos, the team they're supposed to beat. And they play like absolute garbage and look totally unprepared and like they didn't give a rat's ass. I can see fans booing that when they're going to halftime. Hits. Yeah. Okay.
3: I'll. I'll. Let me. Uh, give a prerequisite of booing the opposing team. Oh, I, I'm, because like yeah. I mean, everybody knows you're cheering for the other team, for the home team. You don't have to you don't have to boo the opposing team unless they do something dirty or something then i kind of get yeah,
1: it. Yeah, like if uh, one of their guys slides into second and takes out your yes. takes out Altuve. Hey,
3: Aaron, can we uh, I'm about to boo you because this is on yesterday's game instead of Fox Sports 1 where there's a big matchup between the Pirates and the Huskies. Thank you. I see. I digress. <laughs> yeah, we got to make sure you get boo, that Boo Aaron boo playing yesterday's basketball. Boo.
1: That sounds fairly mean to poor little. Yeah.
4: It was either that or, you know, reruns of pardon the interruption or something like that, where they're <laughs> going to talk 45 minutes on Framber Fram Valdez and a broken finger. <laughs> Were they going to pray for him? No, they're going to say this is the Astros comeuppance. Ah, okay. Uh, I don't need to see that then. Yeah.
1: Good that they get their comeuppance. I mean, everything that happened was their comeuppance, right? Yeah. Did, could, what about sacrificing Justin Verlander last year? Doesn't, shouldn't that count? Yes. He's, is astros careers over feel better yeah you you okay you won haters you got him killed
3: i don't think he was a trash can banger though
1: no he wasn't but that's all right it's just like when for the astros to win the world series we had to sacrifice to sean watson's knee so totally worth it for the haters to get especially now right yeah i mean he was in hindsight you could have taken both of them you know and you know what if if he does go somewhere else, and the the Texans have to sacrifice him for the or he has to be sacrificed for the Astros to win a World Series again,
4: so be it. Yeah, both knees. Sorry, I mean Verlander was in the clubhouse while they were banging on trash cans.
3: He didn't do it though. He didn't, no, he didn't swing the the broom handle, the bat. I don't know what they were even swinging. I I just think there's
1: there's some things that, and this was one of them. And I I've been consistent about this. I'll go back to. Deflate Gate. I'll go back to Spy Gate, to Bounty Gate. Anything with a gate on it in sports is always way overdone, and people start analyzing yeah. Nipple Gate. Uh, yeah, anything with Colin Kaepernick, it's going to get clicks and attention, so people are going to do it. So, yeah, if you just look at it, it's like, yeah, you know what? They probably crossed the line. I'm sure a lot of teams were. They got caught though, and you you get punished for getting caught, yep. which I'm okay with. But to turn this into, oh my god. These these players have no remorse. Oh, how horrible!
3: The, the the pearl clutching now is a little gross. Yeah,
1: at this point, it's like move on, people.
3: Now, now the plus and the Dodgers won their World Series. They should be over it.
1: Yeah, of course, it was a shortened year, so it deserves that. <laughs> no, just
3: kidding, just kidding. I, I am not an. Imagine they fan. gave the Dodgers an asterisk, but not the Astros. Well, that'd be funny. As oh. Hell.
1: Oh, boy. Not wishing knee injuries on Deshaun Watson. I'm just saying sometimes you have to trade things, right? Yeah. I mean, there's give and take. And if for the Astros to win the World Series, it means that we have to take Deshaun's knee again.
3: Preferably after he's traded.
1: Yeah. Somebody wants to know
3: what Nipplegate gate is. Uh, well, that was when Janet Jackson's boobie popped out at the yeah, Super Bowl. At the Super Bowl in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Justin Timberlake basically sexually assaulted
1: her. Well, it was That's a, assault, brother. Was, was it an assault because it seemed like she consented to everything that was going on? I don't know.
3: I think he had to apologize. Like, he apologized recently. Yeah. But he got in big trouble for that Britney Spears documentary. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I haven't. But I know that uh, Justin Timberlake was... Uh, I don't know if Justin Timberlake's too big to be canceled, but... I don't think I think he's too big to be canceled over Britney Spears, but apparently he was pretty nasty about her in that documentary. Mm. And then he came out and apologized for how he treated Britney, how he treated Janet Jackson. He, he had a bunch of apologies for how he's treated women. Oh, OK. And it's really sad when like a world class womanizer has to come out and apologize for, you know, spanking a few tails here and there like that. That's kind of his job. The, that's what it, that was his job. The world has changed, AJ. <laughs> uh, you're you're not
1: allowed to be, you're not allowed to be like like the remember the millionaire playboy, yeah. And I guess billionaire playboy now because millionaires done, that yeah. doesn't mean anything. You have to be a billionaire. You can't be that anymore. You know, it it just it it doesn't exist, which is a shame. But that that's the world we live in. Yeah, I'm really hating this world these days.
3: It's not as fun, and <laughs> we we I mean, we had a good run, right?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad that I got to enjoy it before it all, uh, you know, before it all fell apart. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, so I mean, you
3: got to enjoy it at a time where you could like smoke inside McDonald's and smoke. <laughs> so you could you could drink and smoke when you were pregnant. Like you lived in the Wild West, basically. <laughs> I, I I just
1: missed the time where you could smoke on an airplane. Yeah, you didn't. Have uh, to- I was I was too old or too old for that one. you
3: didn't have to wear a seatbelt when you were a kid mm. those were the good old days well, now we've pussified this world and- <laughs> yeah
1: I, I can't tell you how many times we had like eight kids piled in the back of a pickup truck we it wasn't no such thing as seatbelts. yeah
3: now you gotta wear seatbelts and apologize when you get too much lady love
1: garbage a32 says dw4 is gonna unfollow fred Listen, I've had nothing but great stuff to say about the guy, except I don't like the way he's handling this. But I
3: also... Well, that's all it took for him to block me. I'm sure you did something else. I think it's the day that I tweeted out the random rap lyrics. (laughs) That might have done it, yeah. But, um,
1: nah, man. I mean, I I think it's time for him to, to go somewhere else. I'm totally down with it. Wish him all the best. Just wish he'd handled it better. All right. Be right back. It's a blitz on ESPN
0: 975925. Trunk in the front like a stumbo. Cut the roof off like a nip touch. Pull to the This is the Blitz on ESPN 975. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman.
3: All right, it's just A.J. Hoffman. There's no Fred Fowler. He had to walk across the street to pee. That's what we do over here these days. It was like a water main break on the second floor, I think. And... The, like the the lobby in the elevator was flooding
4: the first floor was flooding it busted I mean, what a mess The second floor busted, but it flooded the first floor. What a mess uh mess this place
3: <laughs> yeah and the heat wasn't working yesterday, and it started working probably about halfway through today, so it's not as cold in here as it was, but it gotten pretty cold um. I saw this story on Yard Barker breaking down the NBA into tiers for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, I saw that.
3: The, they break the, the, the league down into five tiers. The favorites, championship contenders if everything breaks, right? Right. Second round ceiling, unless they make a good move at the deadline. Playoff contenders, better off tanking. I think you can probably take a wild guess where your Houston Rockets—they well, got to uh, be in the
1: bottom tier, right? Of the no chance. They, they—you can't call them playoff contenders.
3: The better off tanking tier five is the Detroit Pistons. Okay, they are uh, sitting at nine and twenty-five. That's not good. Uh, the Timberwolves, who, man, the Timberwolves are 7-28. and 28. It seems like every time they get close, like you think, man, they've really got something building there. It just never gets there. That, that's just like a cursed place. Uh, they've got Carl Anthony Towns. They, they draft a- Anthony Edwards. It seems like, oh, everything's going to start going the right way. But Carl uh, Anthony Towns can't stay on the court. Uh D'Angelo Russell's getting hurt. If he's not, it's just a mess. Cleveland is up there in the in the bottom 5. Right. The OKC Thunder and your oh, the Orlando Magic and your Houston Rockets. So there's one more than I thought. Uh 6 teams in the uh, the better off tanking category. Uh let, let's go from the bottom back up to the top. There's only two teams in the favorites category. Care to guess them? Uh, Nets and Lakers. Correct. Uh, tier two, championship contenders if everything breaks right: Jazz, Sixers, Clippers, Bucks, and Nuggets. Okay. Any disagreement there?
1: I don't really think the Jazz and the Nuggets are legitimate. but man, I don't know. The Nuggets are pretty good, and no, the, the Nuggets have like
3: – They're pretty good, but they're all
1: they're, they're the same thing they are every year. They're pretty good until they get the second round, and then they come close, but they're not going to go anywhere.
3: Yeah, man, Jokic is just on a different level right now. Uh, it, Jamal Murray's – I mean, they've, they've got some talent. I don't know. I, I, I'm with you on dropping the Jazz off that list. Before at least before I drop the Nuggets off, because I do think if everything broke right, they've got the players that could do it. Uh, tier three, second round ceiling, unless they make a move at the at the uh, deadline. Heat, Suns, which by uh, we never even got into. I I think the Suns be- belong on a tier above that. The fact that we never got we we never got into the Suns uh, uh, to Devin Booker not making the 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 All Star. No, he's on there now, so but I mean. It's just garbage. Like, I don't know what they're uh, Listen, watching. why are
1: we even having an all-star game this year? I can't get worked up over who who didn't make a team that shouldn't even be playing. Uh, Portland,
3: Golden State, Dallas, and Boston. Oh, Toronto too. I didn't, yeah, uh, I think uh, Toronto should Oh, be. Indiana's also in that tier. Yeah, I didn't think... Boston has got to be... I mean, they're 17 and 17. They are... They're just not very good. And if you were to just pick teams based on roster talent Celtics would be pretty pretty up there and they're just not um you know they, they've they've got a couple a couple good young pieces in and Tatum and Brown and Kimball Walker but for whatever reason they just can't put anything together uh, and then your your, your raptors it, <laughs> another team that's sitting at 500. I don't know. This might be the the Raptors. They seem to me like maybe they're a a tier below that. Like, yeah, they just don't have it this year. uh, Tier four, the playoff contenders, Charlotte Hornets, San Antonio Spurs, who, by the way, you may need to bump them up a little bit because they're starting to figure out the the old school Spurs way where well, you 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 just you I don't want to say you you go with a veteran they, they kind of are they're going with a veteran heavy roster and just doing all the little things playing things the right way um, and then add in a few young pieces like it, Dejounte Murray and and, and I, I think it's working out well for them the Spurs are actually one of the bigger surprises. I would say, in the Western Conference. The Grizzlies, who I really want to be good. They've got some of my favorite players on that team. John Morant, I love Brandon Clark. I love Jaron Jackson is going to come back at some point in the next, I think in the next week or so. I want them to be good. I just don't know if they're going to be good. I don't know what it's going to take for them. They may be one of those teams that's just really fun to watch and not very good. Uh, Kind of like the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. (laughs) pretty fun to watch just not very good and then it's got the Knicks, Bulls, Hawks and Kings, oh and the Wizards uh rounding out that group. So um it is kind of nice that tier 5 has six teams. Your Rockets are one of them. Yeah. All they need to do is be one of those one of the top 4, right? Mm. That then their
1: picks protected? Well, yeah, but the the thing is even if they suck that bad, it still comes down to the lottery, right? I know. And I, now I, I've i quit paying any attention to the lottery because there's no real reason to because the Rockets are never in there. But uh, I wonder if, uh, is it like if you're one of the worst three teams, Do you, are you still guaranteed a, a top four pick? Is it no. Weird? Okay, because I'm thinking of the NHL. You're
3: guaranteed a top six pick. Okay, because the top three are determined by the lottery. So if you're the if you're the third worst team, the lowest you could pick is six. But it's also pretty unlikely, you know. Like if you're the worst team, the lowest you can pick is four. Okay. Um, but it's, I don't know. At least they, I think they'll have a chance. I mean, now you're right. You can't really control what happens with the ping pong balls, but. You, you, as long as you're in there, you, you got a shot. And there's some decent players in this draft. I don't know much about Jonathan Kaminga. I tried to watch him a little bit. Uh, he, he's playing G League ball, so I I'd, I don't bet on G League ball, so I don't watch it all that much. But he was on the TV in the in the bullpen the other day, and I watched a little bit of him play. Uh, but then the other the other three guys that most people are talking about are Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, and Evan Mobley. Jalen Suggs is my favorite of those. Yeah, um, he's a six four point guard. Great moves, great handles, decent shot. I think he's a real player. Most people seem to like Cade Cunningham the best. He's a six eight point guard, which is can be a problem for teams. Yeah. Um, and then Evan Mobley is a big, uh, which I don't know if in twenty twenty one NBA you want to draft a big with a top four pick, but. They're all players that would make the Rockets at least... It, it would give them a, a player to build around. And that's sort of... That's what we're looking for, right? Yeah.
1: Well, you know what's going to happen. They're going to wind up like the fifth or sixth That's pick probably and switch, what yeah. yeah. All right. One hour to go. Don't go anywhere. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. ninety-two five.
0: ESPN 97.5 We'll be right back after this break.